Hello and welcome to the Happy Humans podcast where we explore the fascinating world of human behavior and communication. And today I'm here with Philip Saraf. Thanks for coming, Philip. Thanks for having me, Ryan. This is great. I I get to talk today with an expert in many areas related to communication, especially when it comes to law enforcement, right? That's right. Today we talk about the polygraph. Do you think you could pass a polygraph test Philip says, yes, you can. He knows how. He's beaten it. But there's more to it. So we're going to find out about that. But first, mate, I'm happy to see you again. You know, right now I'm driving around America. I'm, I'm, I'm stopping at all the major cities. And I'm along the way catching up with some very good friends. We've been friends for, what, seven, seven years? Seven years now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. We met in the middle of the United States. Um, just north of Texas, in a state you may have heard of called Oklahoma, and we're there for a trainer. Your home state. That's my home state. I was I didn't born there. It. Yeah, I was born there, in actually in Tulsa, right where we met at. Wow. Yeah, probably about uh, ten miles from there. Yeah. Well, there you go. I guess we just don't talk about that much in in our everyday conversations. It's Oklahoma. Hmm. But we were there for a training specifically. Uh, on micro expressions and deception detection. That was an interesting class. It was put on by the Paul Ekman Institute. You might know him. He's famous for mapping expressions on the face and how they connect to emotion in yeah. particular. His show Lie to Me. It's pretty popular. That's right, place. based on him, which that show, very interesting, did some harm though. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. say, you know, we tend to have a natural bias towards believing truth and it makes sense right that's sort of the grease that yeah. uh sort of oils the gears of society and lets us get along with each other it's better to assume somebody's telling the truth but they one study showed that people who watch that show afterwards their bias towards truth change towards a bias towards uh lying meaning that uh, you might suspect somebody is lying because you notice something from You're the show. You're the false positives. Yeah, those false yeah. positives, yeah. yeah. Very uh, interesting. But anyway, you're an interesting fellow, veteran, cop in Denver. You are known as the lie-spotting cop, so you know your stuff. I, uh, I, I worked really hard to, uh, to hone some skills. And as we both know, there's no such thing as a lie detector out there there's no. no pinocchio's nose there's no button to actually tell if somebody's lying but there are some skills that you can uh put in your toolbox to help you identify um people's behavior when they're not being truthful right yeah it's it's not always deception is it it's just spotting emotion or, or little tells that something's going on is something's somebody, wrong there's yeah. a tremor in the force yeah <laughs> I sense a disturbance. And then it's investigating that, isn't it? It's asking the right questions. Mm. And those are the skills that most people uh, don't realize are the, are the most important skills. It's not yeah. just noticing those things. It's what do you do when you notice them? Yeah. Too many people think it's a one-to-one correlation. Oh, if I see you doing that, you scratch your, no- you scratch your nose. You scratch your nose. You're lying. Yeah, up and left. Forget all that. Yeah, all gone. Doesn't make sense. You, you have, it, it's more complicated than that, but we're not talking about that today polygraph well in some ways we are people think it's a lie detector it's not so how does a polygraph work i mean it's what's the basic human idea? Uh, 
it catches humans' emotions. The the affect response of the human body when it goes through an experience of flight or flight. If I'm asking questions that makes you uncomfortable, of course your heart rate's going to increase. Of course there's going to be a change in your breathing patterns. You're going to mm. sweat a little bit more, and that's what the polygraph is picking up on. Mm. The only difference is between when I ask somebody a question and a polygrapher asks the question, the, um, the subject on the polygraph is looking at a wall. He's not communicating. He's not interacting with a human. His biometric feedback is being recorded on this machine. So the, the person conducting the test is not, is not looking directly at the face of, of the person? He's watching his monitor. Strictly watching mostly, the monitor? For most, most of the tests, he'll be okay. watching the monitor. Hmm. Okay. I would imagine you'd miss out on... On a few things. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so if you're asking me direct questions right now, I'm going to have a harder time hiding my emotions. Sure. If you're asking personal questions, I'm going to have a harder time controlling my breathing and hiding these emotional responses, a micro expression of the face, a shrug of the shoulder. Um, me obviously getting uncomfortable during this line of questioning. If I'm talking to a wall, I've already picked out a point on the wall that I'm, created this mantra inside my head oh hang on hang on what are we getting into no 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 i want to know oh okay so so you're about to tell me here what you do to pass a polygraph test so i want to be really careful on how i um, phrase this and because there's laws that prevent people from teaching people how to pass a polygraph oh okay my goal here is is to help people understand that um, you can have a handle on your emotions when you go into it. Not that you're hiding something, but some people, when they go in for a polygraph, they can't control their emotional affect. They can't control their breathing. They can't, their heart rate, they just mm. get out of control. And they're, uh, those are the people that failed the test. My issue with the polygraph to back up just a little bit is right. the, uh, fact that somebody can walk into a polygraph that doesn't care that they're lying and they can lie all the way through it and pass the polygraph easily and they might have a cd background but you have a kid that's 21 years old that may have smoked pot that may have got a bit nervous yeah the police came to get him yeah and he's doing this polygraph and now his emotions are running out of control and he can't pass a polygraph and we're missing out on good police officers and so that's what I've, I've personally worked with is not helping people pass a polygraph, but helping people to control those emotions uh, when they go in and sit down at this machine and they're strapped up to it and they have a stranger asking them personal questions yeah. about their finances, about their sexuality, not their sexuality, but their uh, sexual Okay, background. that does sound intense. No, so there, there must be different kinds of polygraph tests. When, when is somebody going to get one of these tests? So a lifestyle test is uh, if you're applying for any type of uh, government law enforcement job. Okay. So uh, local, state, uh, federal. If uh, you're going to be handling um, confidential documents. So let's say if you're going to get a job with the FBI as a secretary, you might right. have to take a polygraph. If you're going to get a, if you have a secret clearance with the federal government, you have to get polygraphs on a regular basis. Wow. Yeah. 
to, what kinds to of keep... questions would they ask? So in the lifestyle, they'll ask you specific to the job. So if it's let's say if it's a police officer, they're going to ask you questions. Have you ever stolen? Have you ever stolen from an employer? Um, what have... if I stole a pencil? Not that I would ever do that, and this is <laughs> not. This is, this is not uh, me uh, say I'm guilty of that ever. You definitely have ever. to talk afterwards. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. No, <laughs> so really, a pencil, yeah. pe- it's understood that people are going to walk away with office supplies. Was it a pack of pencils or was it uh, a pencil every day that you went to work for 20 years? That might be significant. I don't know. But what we're looking for is the deceit. And if I can set up a polygraph for you on how it... Yeah. How it works yeah. is what basically what would happen is you go in, you apply with a police department or a federal agency. They have you fill out a background packet and they're going to ask you all these questions in the background packet. You go from there to your second step and you have. You mean during the polygraph, they're going to ask the same questions yes. that are in this packet that you get? Yes. Okay. So then you and meet with your background investigator. He's going to ask you those questions face to face. And he's looking for any type of deceit. He will take that paperwork, send it to the the polygrapher. The polygrapher has you fill out another background packet, and they compare those two side by side, asking you basically the same questions in different ways. Mm. And then the polygrapher goes through that set of questions, and he will ask you during the polygraph those same questions. And they're looking for differences. They're looking for uh, omissions of lying on your background and that's what will disqualify you for a position in law enforcement is that lying and they're determining that you're lying based on the anxiety that you spike with yes in your answers to those questions exactly well but you can beat it and i interrupted you before when you were describing that process so hang on no sorry he can't have have you ever beat it I've passed it every time I've been on it. <laughs> That's okay. Great. <laughs> Wonderful answer. I like that. that was very nebulous. That's perfect. I feel like you could pass a polygraph test. Yeah. Okay. So describe the process that someone might use. I think these skills are good for everyday life, conflict management. I think it's a good one if you have a yeah. Well, we I, we I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure, but we want to know how to pass. It. <laughs> <laughs> so, what basically what the polygrapher is going to ask you to do when you sit down is going to ask you to find a point on the wall in front of you, and you're going to find uh, what I, for example, what I found one time was a door handle on a cabinet that was directly in front of me. I said to myself, "That's a beautiful door handle. I love that door handle. I want that door handle in my house." I created a mantra off of that, and I repeated it in my head throughout the polygraph. You were saying, man, I, want I, that. I need that. I really mm. love that. Handle. Yes. I want that handle Don't in my house. Everywhere in my house. And that was... <laughs> <laughs> my mantra throughout the that entire That was your polygraph. mantra. Okay. All right. I would... Um, I practiced a form of meditation that's called heart math. If you want, you can Google heart math. They... Um, they talk about a, a breathing pattern that's used for stress management. So it wasn't anything in alterating my breathing. I was just doing a regular breath. But what I was trying to do was control my heart rate. 
my heart rate through just a regular breathing pattern. So by keeping your breath regular with the same rhythm, you're basically telling your body, this is the state that I'm operating at. And then the body would in turn pass that message on to the heart and the heart would slow down the number of beats per minute to match that state that you're in. Essentially, yes. Because what I'm doing is, what I'm fighting is fight or flight. Nobody wants to sit down and talk about this. Yeah, but what if you're surprised? What if they ask you a question? You're like, whoa, hang on. That's not on the list. It was on the list. Everything's on the list. Oh, they have to? Is that that the law? I I mean, what if they decide to ask? The the questions are very controlled. And um, the law enforcement agency that hired this polygrapher to do the exam is following a set of directions or marching orders from that agency. Mm. So the questions are already designed. They're already laid out there. What will surprise you is voice inflections by the polygrapher. I've had him actually yell, what if, and and uh, peek on one of the words of the question and maybe give you a little bit of startle. Is that is that to get a baseline of, I think of how that's you part are of the when you're startled? I think that's part of the baseline, yeah. It wasn't like he screamed, but he did get my attention and um yeah very a interesting little, little unnerving yeah so i happen to know that um you are very very good at this particular thing and that is why i asked you uh, not because you need to be because you're a stand-up fella but but you certainly understand uh, the technique involved here so i really appreciate you coming in and talking about that and by the way I also happen to know that you are a bodyguard for some very famous celebrities in the L.A. area. Uh, So I will have to have you back because I want to ask you a little bit more about the process that you had to go through to become a bodyguard for these people who I'm sure everybody listening to the podcast would know the people you work for. However, I know you can't tell the outside world. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't talk about who I actually work for. But yeah, I'd be happy to talk about the experience of working for uh, working for these uh, people. Yeah, A-listers. Yes. We'll have you back for awesome. sure. Awesome. I'm looking right. forward to it. This is my first podcast. Uh, well, I appreciate it. Now, I also happen to know that uh, uh, a subject that's very dear to your heart uh, is a project you're working on with, with other veterans. Yes. Uh, what is that? It's Warrior Voices. We're a uh, 501c3 nonprofit that specifically caters to our veterans and trying to get them work in voiceover acting. Uh, Right now, we're still in startup phase. We've been in this uh, little startup phase for four years now, but we do have a handful of veterans that we're able to provide regular voiceover work for, and they get paid for it. Nice. Um, About $70,000 a year for the last four years running, we've been able to pay out to these veterans. And we're looking to expand right now, but it's a uh, it's been a great process. I've learned a lot about business. Right. Very interesting. Well, we can talk a little bit more about that when we have you back talking about your bodyguard experiences. Philip, thank you. It's awesome. always great talking to you. Good to see you. Great. We'll have you back again. And thank you for listening in on Happy Humans. Looking forward to talking to you in the next episode.